The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Addiction plays hardball. He would hit me with these verbal attacks. I just said to him, I love you so much. You're such an amazing person. I can't take this ride anymore. It was the fact that dad made that sentiment and broke down. And years later, he told me it had a huge impact on him. Sometimes doing what's right for your loved one is the hardest thing to do. Karen is that right thing. Visit caron.org slash lost. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Come back! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Level three. This is Sports Rage. I am Renzi. Sirius XM Channel 159 Sports Grid Radio Network. Steve Merrill will join us in a couple of moments. We'll talk college basketball uh, with Steve. We'll get a head start on tomorrow's uh, card, uh, the early games. A lot of stuff to unpack. A lot of stuff went down. All right, so it's craziness, college basketball. Um, we've got teams punching their tickets to the dance. Uh, Bryant punches their first ticket to the dance. And then their fans tried to punch uh, punch people as well. <laughs> I, I don't know. It was kind of harmless. It wasn't like the um, it wasn't like the scene in you know, Mexico or anything like that. You know, it was, there's a lot to unpack as far as the video is concerned. Uh, there, there's there's a lot to unpack as far as the video. And I you know I saw it. I was watching a game actually. <laughs> I was watching a game, but uh, it, you know, like it, no one got hurt or anything, but. There was some like some sort of fat kid without a shirt on that like threw a Pepsi at someone type thing. <laughs> but like girls came flying in and there was a great scene. Watch the video. I retweeted it. Watch the video. You'll see there's sort of a bigger dude. He wants to get involved in this. He's like a fan and he's sort of like and I don't know if it's his mother. So I don't know like you know what the scene is, who he was and who who the woman was. But, like, there's, like, this lady, man. She, like, shoves the guy back, and he's like, wants to go. And she's like, no, you're not. And she grabs him and stuff. And I'm like, ah, it looks like a mom, like a protective mom saying, no, 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 you're not jumping into this brawl here right now. And, listen, uh, Wagner were getting whacked. They were only, like, three-point underdogs, too. That game was crazy. We were on the air for it. It was 36-6. The game started. I had the under. We won. All right, so speaking of the uh, – the, uh, uh, Quartiero, uh, that that debacle the other night. Man, Mexico is saying no one died. They're saying no, no, it's all exaggerated. <laughs> like, come on, man! Like we we saw it with our own eyes, right? They're like, no, no, there's you know, it's, it was fine, and like, yeah, they ain't playing around. So they they they, they here we go. Quartiero, uh, Quartiero, Quartero FC hit with significant sanctions. They're not allowed fans for a year, Matias. That's gonna piss them off. They're, 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 you know, their fans are pretty hardcore. <laughs> That's a big deal, Gabe. You know, home field advantage is a big deal in soccer. And now that you can't have any more fans, it's pretty. It's you know, they're not gonna have a very good season because they're not gonna have that many home uh, wins. And I'll gonna... see a lot more draws. Uh, their their fans gonna be riding outside now though. Like you know what I mean? Like they're just gonna be somewhere else. Like they don't seem like the type of fan base that's just gonna accept like this. You know what I'm saying? Well, the more they screw around, the more they're not gonna be let into the game. That's that's it's a good hurt point. In the long run, they need yeah, a win. one year. St- in order, and you one, need to win in order to stay into the league. You know what I mean? They don't want to get relegated. That's the worst. One year ban for fans. Uh, they they forfeited the match the other day. They received a one-year stadium ban starting Tuesday, which will force the club to play all of its home games behind closed doors without fans until March 23rd of 2023. The stadium ban also applies to uh, 
Quarteiro's youth divisions and its Liga MX female team. The late night anger man for class. This is Portrage. I am Renzi. The pips, the players, the hustlers, the people, the Boston, and everybody else in between. All right, we got Steve Merrill stepping up in a couple minutes. We're going to talk college basketball. Let's do some betting and uh, some analysis of the overnight numbers and games. Take a look at what happened tonight. But, of course, Russell Wilson is the story of the day today. Sorry, Aaron Rodgers. Although, if you're a Packer fan, at least the drama's over, right? Aaron Rodgers is back. And Devontae Adams is tagged. Chris Godwin is tagged, too. Godwin's actually the first wide receiver to get tagged two years in a row ever. <laughs> he got hurt last year. Normally, players don't like getting tagged, but in Godwin's case... It's pretty good. Godwin is overpaid, and I like Chris Godwin. I was surprised they tagged him in the first place, and then he ends up getting hurt, and you saw, like, it, you know, it's not good when he's not there. He was a big part of that uh, successful run. But guys don't like getting tagged, but Godwin keeps getting tagged, and he keeps on making a ton of money. So, you know, it is it is what it is. And Devontae Adams won't mind now because at least uh, Aaron Rodgers is back. But the Denver Broncos... They get their guy. They get Russell Wilson. They got to give up uh, two first-round picks, two second-round picks, um, and more. Gave up a fifth-round uh, pick. Um, they gave up Noah Fant, Shelby Harris. So you know, these guys, um, it, you know, they, they paid a they paid a serious price for this. And Seattle could parlay this into something real and rebuild their football team, but they don't have a great track record at the draft table. Now, the Broncos have not had a great tra uh, track record with quarterbacks since Peyton Manning retired. How about this? The Broncos have had 11 different starting quarterbacks since Peyton Manning retired in 2016. Tied for most in the National Football League uh, over that span. And how about this? So, like, you know, we talk about Russell Wilson being the third-best quarterback and stuff, but whatever. It's not just quarterbacks. This is a significant upgrade. The Denver Broncos should be, you know what, if you're a Bronco fan, it's a great day. It's a great day. No one's disputing this. Just due to the fact that the Broncos, how hard their quarterback play has been. Since 2016, only three teams have had a worse uh, total QBR rating than the Denver Broncos. Right, and listen, the Broncos aren't a perfect football team, but you can't win football games with, you know, Brock Osweiler, Drew Locke, Brett Rippin. Mark Rippin, yes. Brett, no. Paxton Lynch. Could go on. This is Sports Rage. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling, the collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Addiction plays hardball. He would hit me with these verbal attacks. I just said to him, I love you so much. You're such an amazing person. I can't take this ride anymore. It was the fact that dad made that sentiment and broke down. And years later, he told me it had a huge impact on him. Sometimes doing what's right for your loved one is the hardest thing to do. Karen is that right thing. Visit caron.org slash lost. Listening to Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Marinci.
The madness has begun. The rage continues. This is Sports Rage. I am Renzi. I always tell you, uh, March Madness doesn't start when the tournament uh, starts. It starts when the conference tournaments uh, start. The insanity is already here. We've had buzzer beaters. Uh, we've had bad calls at the end of games. We've had brawls uh, in the stands. And, oh, yeah, the Delaware Fighting Blue Heads are the Colonial Tournament champions. Steve Merrill steps up and in. A lot of college basketball to hit. And, oh, yeah, by the way, Russell Wilson got traded. Uh, but sorry, Steve. He rejected a trade to the Commanders, uh, but he accepted the trade to the Denver Broncos. Hell of a lot of stuff going on, Merrill. How you doing? Even I would reject a trade to the Commanders. I've got no other offers, so that's not a surprise. <laughs> Steve's not offended as a Washington fan. He's like, no, nah, I understand why. I understand why. Next. Uh, so me, me and Steve talk a lot of Colonial. We talk a lot of Colonial, and uh, we're running on a racetrack now. But there's one Colonial team left standing, Steve, mm-hmm. and that is Joe Flacco and Rich Gannon's and Joe Biden's. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And Joe Biden. But uh, their coolest alum, George Thorogood. One bourbon, one scotch, and one beer. He went to Delaware. And the wrestler Raven, who's a real psychopath, badass, who's a member of Menza, he's like, he's a genius. Uh, Raven, the wrestler, quote, nevermore. But, uh, Steve, you've seen Delaware play this year. What's your, um, are you surprised that Delaware ends up winning the tournament when it's all said and done? What's your take? No, you know, it's interesting, Gabe. When we were talking about the future odds last week, you know, we said Towson and Hofstra are both like even in 3-1. But then I was looking at the rest, and I really thought Delaware of all those other teams was probably the one that deserved to be up there. Because when the season began, uh, I think a lot of people had them as a preseason favorite along with Hofstra. And Towson ended up being a little better. But the team that was better than all of them in the record was who they beat tonight, NC Wilmington. And we've talked a lot about them because coming in tonight, they were tied with Providence as the luckiest team in the country out of 358. And that included an upset in the round last night as they were a dog against Charleston, the lower C. They were a slight favorite against a bad Elon team. But the odds makers just kept pricing that in. Um, so not a shock that Delaware won tonight. And, um, you know, they went off as a two, two and a half point favorite one by four. It's about peaking at the right time as well. And, you know, Wilmington were lucky. You know, you, you said, you know, you saw them play as well. And, you know, they weren't as good as their record uh, was. But Delaware, you get these kids, you throw the records out. And as you say, the Delaware have talent. But, you got to be good to be lucky and lucky to be good. And you've got to have things go your way at this time of the year. So you can't fault Delaware for doing this. And Delaware were like 10 to 1, Steve, right, to win this tournament. Everybody thought you and I discussed, hey, look, Hofstra and Hofstra got bounced early. Yeah. And um, Delaware beat Townsend in the semis, right? You know, it was the I was number surprised one that Townsend, and Townsend struggled with Northeastern, Steve, too. I guess maybe that was a red flag right there. Yeah, Northeastern needed overtime to beat the Tribe in the game before that. <laughs> well, so William and Mary, I was like laughing to myself, Gabe, because, oh, by the way, that game, folks, you know, we talked about William Mary lost to Northeastern 62-28 to the other week. That game was 18-17 to Saturday night at halftime, apparently. I didn't even check. I didn't even watch. Somebody told me that. And um, William Mary was a six-and-a-half, seven-point dog, and they went to OT and lost by five. They did their darnest to lose as a seven-point dog in overtime. The total was 131-and-a-half at some spots when it closed, and it landed at 131 with overtime. So I thought that was a very fitting end to a train wreck season. Man, there was a game the other night. It was the same thing. Like, the, the in-game total got down to 102 um, tonight. Tonight, and things got uh, ugly. <laughs> at Light least, night. like, wasn't yeah, wasn't like Mexican soccer ugly? At least, you know, what I mean, this this <laughs> is like this this was like a couple of dumb frat boys throwing sodas at each other and stuff. <laughs> like they were throwing sodas, and there were girls. It was a real high school looking, like Steve, like it looked like it was like a high school cafeteria. Like the girls were throwing their arms and scratching, and the dudes were sort of like half thrown and all talking, but like. And then it got real because the Wagner players wanted to go in the stands and beat the kids up, right? There you go. And they might have only scored six points, Steve, in the first 12 minutes of that game or 18 minutes. <laughs> but they could still kick the crap out of everyone in the stands. But, you know, that was bizarre world, Steve, right there. Like, the, the, this Wagner-Bryant game, so everyone's going to talk about it because of the fight in the stands. And it's just kind of funny, actually. Unfortunately, no one got hurt. But, you know, it is, it is what it is. But it was just such a route, bro. And it wasn't supposed to be, Steve. I, I told, We were on Game Time Decisions tonight, and we fully said, look, these games, guys, are degenerate specials, all right? <laughs> right? So, But you know how I operate. I was like, we're going to give you picks for all of them, but, hey, whatever happens, happens here, guys. We're betting on Brian and Wagner games, all right? So I said, I said, you know, got to take the under here. They both played to the under in the tournament so far, and I was like, 149. I bet it, Steve. A minute later, it goes to 150. And I'm like, all right, I got some of my own on this. 
Bro, the game started 36-6 for Bryant. <laughs> it was 36-6. We're like three minutes, two minutes left in the first half, Steve. Yeah, I mean, a 20-5 and five Wagner team, who actually was the best team in the Northeast this year. They were better than Bryant. Uh, what but the Bryant hell happened to them court. today? Like, yeah, and Bryant, wow. Bryant at home court. But still, for the best team in the conference, it finishes 20-5. and five to only score six points. That's really remarkable. That's what they scored 12 point. in the first, right? What was it, 38-12 at the half? You know, but Gabe, you brought up a good point earlier. You're talking about, you know, like it's not always the best team that wins these tournaments. We're talking about a two or three game scenario, right? And it's just like handicapping. You can lose two in a row or three in a row, right? It happens to all of us, right? Yeah. It's, just, it's statistical quirks. And I'd have to. It's I'd such a quick turnaround, too, Steve. I think that helps these underdogs and these sort of, you know, hot, like you're hot as hell. Everything's going our way. We're playing again in 16 hours, guys. You know what I mean? I think it helps them. Well, especially since these teams live and die by the three more than ever, you know? I mean, most of these yeah. tournament games next week in the NCAA tournament are going to come down to teams that hit the three. If you could tell me right now who's going to win the three-point percentage or who's going to – let's maybe rephrase it. Who's going to make more threes? You're what right. would we hit? Probably 85% against the spread probably in all the games. I know. It's, it sounds crazy to say that. And it's not an exact science either to predict that before. But I, I, you don't hear people handicap like that, Steve. But I, I brought up the same point. When you look and you talk about it with a box score – People like ask me sometimes after the Raptors lose a game, what's wrong with the Raptors? I'm like, right. they went six for 23 from three. That's what's wrong with the Raptors. Exactly right. <laughs> like, there's not, nothing's wrong with them. They missed their three, Steve. And you know it to be true. That's the way the NBA works, bro. Yeah, and it's the same thing in football. Like, the NFL especially, college football too, but the NFL, if we knew the turnover margin ahead, what would we hit? 70% against the spread on the blind probably? Oh, you know a what plus. a good one is, Steve? I've caught on. The team, whoever throws more passing yards is on the losing team. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm telling you. it's a, like I'd like to know the percentage of that, Steve. Because yeah, well, I, you know, I always say like that. I'm like, way. yeah, show me a 400-yard passer. I'll show you a team that lost. We, yeah, we've talked about that in the NBA game. Remember we talked last year about all the uh, 70, 60, and 70-point scores and how Devin Booker was like 10th yeah, yeah, all yeah, time. Yeah. And remember Kobe used to put all those numbers up and they lose half those games. Yeah, that's another thing because something is fundamentally wrong when only one player can score all those points. And obviously in football, and it really used to be the case when we were coming up in the 80s and 90s because teams ran more. You know, the only reason you would throw is because you're behind. Um, but even nowadays, if you throw for more yards, it's because you're trying to play catch up and you get garbage yards. So, yeah, that's another very misleading stat. And it sounds simple. And we've got into it. It was the debate. Who's going to run for more yards? Who's going to rush for more yards in a game? That's so, why well, that team was was ahead, and that's why they they rushed for more yards. But I think you know there's a couple of ways of looking at it, Steve, isn't it? You have the modern analytics and computer simulations and all like the cloak and dagger type of modern handicapper, and you've got the just good old fashioned common sense, right? Yeah, no question. And by the way, I'm looking at the Wagner box score. They were surprisingly three for 21, 14% from three tonight. There you go. <laughs> so they started the game with brick, brick, brick. And 29% overall for the field. If you're a kid, too, eventually it's going to break your will, Steve, right? If you're an NBA player, it's going to keep chucking, right? Like if you're a college guy, you look up at the scoreboard, you're right, too, as any other team's gym. And that's why there was a fight, bro, because the fans were mouthy, right? Because they were smoking Wagner. <laughs> Yeah, I mean your season, your season's over. You're, you're a team that's twenty yeah, right. and five on the season. You're the best team in the you're theoretically the best team in the conference. Yet this is the only game that matters all year. It's the only game that matters all year. Like you could win, go winless, and win three in the conference tournament, you still get in. And that's what the you know the fact with these these mid major lower tier conferences and a lot of emotion on the line. I love it though. It's great college basketball. I like watching these better to be honest than the ACC Big Twelve. You know the big. Oh, boys. me too. Because they're playing for something. It matters. Exactly. It's a championship. Like, it's a real championship. Yeah, no, it really does. They're not getting into anything. There's no, like, you know I mean? This is it. They're either living the dream or it's the heartbreak. And, you know, Steve, I've always said this. Life itself is, uh, it's about the, um, it's about the journey, buddy, not just the destination. We're getting deep here, but <laughs> <laughs> life is about the journey and not just the destination. And those kids will remember. Look, they'll have a better memory, Steve of that tonight and running on the court and hugging everybody than they will of losing by 33 to Kansas That's uh, a good next point. week. That's a good like, point. Seriously, they'll look yeah. back and go, oh, man, it was amazing when we won our conference tournament and the night of my life. What happened in the tournament? Uh, we got smoked by 27 by Kansas. More with Merrill on the other side. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. 
The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Addiction plays hardball. He would hit me with these verbal attacks. I just said to him, I love you so much. You're such an amazing person. I can't take this ride anymore. It was the fact that dad made that sentiment and broke down. And years later, he told me it had a huge impact on him. Sometimes doing what's right for your loved one is the hardest thing to do. Karen is that right thing. Visit caron.org slash lost. The late night anger management class continues, as does the madness. I am Renzi. We're kicking it here. XM channel 159, a mightier 1090 ESPN radio. Steve Merrill, wagertalk.com, prosportsinfo.com uh, with us. And, uh, Steve, we were talking about the, the importance of the three ball in modern basketball, so it would be remiss of us not to bring up the South Dakota State Jackrabbits who run the table through the Summit League. They go 18-0 and in the regular season, and now they just uh, they win the, uh, the Summit League tournament uh, tonight, although it wasn't easy, man. North Dakota State gave them all they can handle tonight and in the two regular season matchups as well. But these guys, Steve, they shoot 45% from three and could be a dangerous matchup for, for anybody in the NCAA tournament because these guys generally do hit like half the three-point shots that they make. They don't turn the ball over. They're a mature team. They're a veteran-laden team. They're not going to be intimidated. And I don't care who you are. If you're playing a team and the other team's just raining threes on you and you look up at the scoreboard and you're like, man, we're losing 24-14 right now and these guys aren't missing – you got yourself a problem on your hands. What do you think about this South Dakota State team? And for people that bet on them tonight, sometimes a push is frustrating. Sometimes a push feels like a win, Steve. Miraculous push for the South Dakota State Jackrabbits tonight. Yeah, you know, it's the half glass, half empty, half full. Hey, well, it's always... like the luck index, Merrill. Hey, 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 it's good well, to be lucky. <laughs> but I've never understood the whole half empty, half full thing. There's a correct answer to that. If you had a full glass of milk and you drank it, it's half full. If you had an empty glass, you filled up halfway, it's half uh, it's half full. The other way, it's half empty, right? I, I've never understood yeah, yeah. that, that's that argument. <laughs> and when you're down by – when you're up by two points with 11 seconds to go and you end up winning by six, uh, it's a, it feels like a win if you got the push. And that's I'd qualify that as a bad beat push for North Dakota State. Um, although South Dakota State was up by as many as 10, North Dakota State never led by more than one the whole game. Um, but they played them tough. They knew how to play South Dakota State. But I'm glad it was tight, Gabe, because I think that gives us – even more value on South Dakota State in the tournament. I think they'll probably be like a 12. They're going to be one of those 12 seeds that can make a run that we see every year. And as you said, the best three-point shooting team, almost in history maybe, they hit 44% from beyond the arc this year in over 30 games. I mean, that's not a statistical fluke anymore when you do it all season long. Um, Out of 358 teams, they're the most effective shooting team in the country, 60% effective field goal percentage. But the thing that gets me is they don't just live by the three. They had the eighth best two-point percentage shooting in the country, 57%. So this is a really good thing. And and then you shoot. And they said something earlier, Gabe, they don't turn the ball over. So they're maybe the best shooting team in the country. They had five turnovers tonight in the championship game. So, I mean, this is a sleeper team, South Dakota State Jackrabbits. Is that we throw out the first sleeper team? The word sleeper is annoying. It's going to be said thousands of times on shows over the next couple of weeks. Uh, but they were, we get, and listen, we, I did a video last week and I told people, I know it's, it sucks laying the price and stuff, but I got it at minus 180. And I said, they're 18 and 0. I brought up all their, their, you know, their efficiency and their numbers. And they get it done. It wasn't easy, but they get it done. All right, Steve. So let's look. Uh, let's get into uh, tomorrow's uh, card. I'm almost more excited for like Idaho and Sacramento State than <laughs> Syracuse and Florida State and stuff. But I'll sort of blast through game by game here. Um, so we got the Vandals. Uh, Vandals taking on um, uh, Cal State Sacramento. Game is essentially a pick 'em uh, here, Steve. That's the first game up. 11:30. 11:30 uh, Eastern. 8:30 for the West Coasters. Yeah, I mean, um, 
uh, Idaho, you're talking about the Idaho Vandals, right? No Idaho State here who's Yeah, no, the Bengals, that's the Bengals. Yeah, yeah they were we'll the one that worst, later. <laughs> Pacific kept them from being the worst point spread team in the country. So I thought maybe we were getting to Idaho State. Yeah, but, no, uh, the yeah. Vandals. The Vandals play very fast, by the way. By the way, one thing about South Dakota State that could be a problem game is they play pretty fast. You know, so they get matched up against a big boy, say like, you know, like a Kansas or an Alabama, one of those SEC teams that like yeah, to play Yeah, then they'll say, oh, fine. Yeah, we'll play fast with you and dunk on exactly. them. Exactly, and they're more yeah. athletic, and, you know, that's where it's going to be a problem. I, the sleepers so the I really matchup like. is important. Yeah, the matchup is important. And the sleepers I really like, to be honest with you, are the slowdown half-court teams, you know. And obviously Virginia was never a sleeper, but I'm talking about that kind of style, you know, teams that play slowdown because that can really frustrate the other team. Right, and and if they hit their threes, you know, like a Baltimore County did that year as a 16 seed, things can happen. It's like playing an option team in football, Steve. You haven't seen it before, huh? Right. I think it's a good analogy. It's like, man, we don't – we've never seen anything like this, like that – we running up and down the court, and these guys are like milking the shot clock. We can't get into a rhythm. They're hitting their free throws. It's tough. It's tough if you're not used to playing us. Look at Loyola Chicago, bro. They, that's how they that's how they dine and stuff. That's how they wine and dine in this tournament. They do that. They just milk the clock, bleed you to death, and it just frustrates you. And, and Butler under Brad Stevens, back-to-back finals, played the same similar way. So those are great analogies, actually. Butler's championship run, and then, of course, uh, more recently, Loyola Chicago, like four or five years ago. And I remember I was doing a podcast, a tournament podcast, and they wanted me to do a double-digit seed as my sleeper for the end of the show. And I used them that year, and that's when they made the Final Four. And you're talking about getting some mileage out of that. It was the first time I'd ever worked with these guys, too. They thought I was a freaking <laughs> genius. But but, there genius. Was, but that was the logic behind it. They were a slowdown team, you know, yeah. and they could cause problems. Um, with that said, Idaho plays fast. Um, so and they're 17 and 10 to the over on the seeds. You know, that's the thing, guys. Idaho, 9 and 21 straight up, 17, uh, 10 and 1 ATS, 17, 10 and 1 to the over uh, as well, Steve. It's a nice little combination there of, of, of you know, we're talking about what, 34 and 20. They've struggled with um, Sacramento State gave them some problems. They beat them in overtime at home, a lackluster one point win back in January, and then they got blown out. Um, what was it, a couple weeks ago on a Thursday night? They lost by uh, 30, 32 points on the road. You know, I always like to dig into those box scores. Was there something misleading or whatnot? Um, you know, Sacramento, Sacramento State's kind of playing in good form right now, too. Yeah, and you know, something I like to look at also, you know, we talked about three point shooting. They only made three more threes in that game. They won by 32 because they were plus 26 from two-point range. They actually got outshot on the free-throw line. So that tells me there's a substantial matchup edge for Sacramento State. What do you think of Syracuse and uh, Florida State? Uh, we got to talk about the ACC begrudgingly. But uh, yeah, Syracuse and uh, Florida State, it's a tough matchup. Another game that's essentially a pick FSU minus one. Well, you know, Syracuse has been ice cold, obviously. What, four straight losses, I think, to finish the regular season. Um, this is a team that had some injuries down low with the big man. You know, and obviously that zone defense, you, you better have your big guy healthy. Um, so what you got to look at when you're looking at Syracuse, can the other team hit threes? Um, yeah. The way you beat Syracuse is quite simple. In fact, um, Syracuse allows the most shots from three-point range, the third most out of all 358 teams in Division One. So, you know, can Florida and, State and, hit the three? That's going to be you know, what it comes Steve- down to. Historically, they have. They're four, four and one straight up against these guys in the last five matchups. FSU's beaten the Qs. Another thing is, too, Syracuse are having a hard time with size suddenly, right? Correct. If you look, at, if you look at, if you look at um, FSU, people, you know, were a little disappointed, and you know, they, they, they just weren't, you know, they weren't winning games. Man, they lost four in a row, and then they won one, and then they lost two. But they have ended strong here, Steve. They're coming in here on a three-game win streak, so. I think, you know, this game's in New York, though. It is in New York, right? right. It's at the Barclays in Brooklyn. Uh, but it looks like FSU are the better team uh, right now. All uh, right, we got St. Joe's and LaSalle, another short price range here, Steve, between two pretty bad basketball teams. And then, I man, next game in rotation, Merrill. Taylor made, buddy. Idaho State. <laughs> Bengals. <laughs> hey, Bengals are like, dude, don't look now. The Bengals are seven and three ATS in their last ten, Steve, and they ended up eleven and sixteen ATS, which is quite an accomplishment. Because similar to William and Mary, they were like zero and ten. Remember, zero and eleven. Yeah, they they were better. Both William and Mary and them were the two winless spread teams late, and then they started conference play, and they both covered a good amount actually. Um, unlike William and Mary, though, Idaho State plays very slow. This is a team that plays the three hundred and thirty fifth slowest tempo. So, in a tournament setting, that can often you know cause problems. Um, the question becomes, you know, how does Portland State like to play? Portland State um, also plays very fast. So we actually get 
a, a fast versus slow matchup here. So if Idaho, so Idaho State can slow things down in this game, they might be able to frustrate Portland State. So I think you can make a case that Idaho State to the under is somewhat correlated here for a two-teamer. A little Mountain West action, Steve. Uh, Sheriff Lobo and the Wolfpack, New Mexico and uh, Nevada. Wolfpack, minus four and a half in this game. Both these uh, teams have had seasons that like to forget. Right. And one thing I will say, um, historically, teams have been really bad, like down the stretch or against the spread, actually are a profitable bet in the first game. They don't last long normally. I'm not saying you ride these teams for three games, but yeah, yeah, you, you do sometimes get some value with these types of teams. And in you know, Nevada, like you said, terrible season. Uh, they've lost four straight. They've lost 10 of their last tw- uh, 13 straight up. But uh, I've seen this movie before. Sometimes he's, you know, something we didn't point out. It's a new season for these teams, right? No matter how bad you are, it's like a three-game season now where magic can still happen. And they usually come out really pumped for that first game, and then it's usually done after that. Steve, what has caught your eye uh, as far as the games are concerned uh, for tomorrow? That Idaho State game was interesting. I knew we were probably talking about because, you know, it's a team that was really bad against the spread and turned things on a little. But when you want to look for, you know, some tempo, uh, another team that plays really slow is Fresno State. And a lot of times you're nervous about laying a big number, you know, with a team like that. But St. Mary's is a good example. They just crushed teams this year when they were double-digit favorites. And I saw it's a big number tomorrow, 13 and a half against San Jose State. Um, but, you know, Fresno State's the type of team that could cause some problems um, in a tournament setting because they play so slow half court. Uh, we'll see how they start tomorrow. And by the way, to put it in perspective, there's 358 teams in Division One. They play the third slowest tempo. We're talking like Virginia-style you know, of, of pace and play. San Jose State's a little slow, too, but they're really bad, really bad defensively. Um, you know, I think Fresno might have a big win in that one tomorrow. Steve Merrill, wagertalk.com. Steve, we got Hartford and UMBC. I wasn't planning on bringing this game up, but kind of, kind of find it strange that they're, they're only four-point favorites. You know what I mean? I guess there's been movement. People started hammering this game right away uh, here, but um, Maryland, Baltimore County laying four points against Hartford, Steve, seems like a decent spot. Yeah, and they beat them both times. Uh, Baltimore County won both regular season meetings. Uh, they beat them by seven, and they also beat them by four. Um, so it does look like it's a good matchup. And as we talked about last week, I'll give Ralph Michaels, wagertalk.com, credit for pulling this up uh, from the database. Last 20 years, teams that win the first two, they win over 71% of the time. They win the third game. And on the blind, they cover 53%. So uh, that old adage that it's hard to beat a team three times is just not true. Steve Merrill, wagertalk.com, prosportsinfo.com. He'll be with us uh, Friday evening on the television show and radio show, Game Time Decisions. Steve, it's always a pleasure, man. Thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us. Thanks, Gabe. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/activecash. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Addiction plays hardball. He would hit me with these verbal attacks. I just said to him, I love you so much. You're such an amazing person. I can't take this ride anymore. It was the fact that dad made that sentiment and broke down. And years later, he told me it had a huge impact on him. Sometimes doing what's right for your loved one is the hardest thing to do. Karen is that right thing. Visit caron.org slash lost. Late night anger management class. Thanks to Steve Merrill for joining us. I am Gable Morancy. We're throwing it down to Twisted Tuesday. 
All right, we still got a lot of stuff to get to, including uh, tomorrow's uh, college basketball card. We'll check in uh, with the NBA as well. The NFL is taking center stage uh, today, and I was thinking about the Major League Baseball lockout. And you notice as soon as something happens in the NFL, nobody cares about the Major League Baseball lockout suddenly. That's the thing that baseball needs to be careful with. <laughs> I said this before, right? That Listen, people will watch again when you come back, but... I don't know, depending on how much you guys bastardize the game and change the rules. Yet, people will forget about when you're gone. That's the thing. Like, if you're the NHL and you're you're the you're the NBA, no baseball is even better for you. It's just like, you know, we're going to forget. And, and the NFL, the draft is around the corner. We're going to be in Vegas for the draft. We're going to crush the draft as far as the props are concerned. I'm just waiting until, like, the board starts to expand a little bit. And anybody who's been tuning into the show knows... Uh, that we are prepared. Uh, Rick Saratella is doing a great job keeping us informed. We're breaking it down uh, weekly. We've been doing it for months, so we're going to be ready for the draft. So it's March Madness. Teams are punching their tickets. We'll pat ourselves on the back somewhat for the South Dakota State uh, win. They were minus 180 to win the tournament, but they did. They get it done. And what was nice, though, is a lot of people would say, well, I already have a big play on them to win the tournament, so I'm not going to bet their games. But, no, I bet every game as well. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, if they would have lost, it would have been a disaster. And I'm going to tell you, North Dakota State gave them all that they can handle tonight. Uh, but me and Steve Mayo just talked about it, and we'll be the first ones out there. We'll be the first ones. Sleeper. I don't really like the term sleeper. It's kind of, Joe's. who are the sleepers and who are the, you know. But we did the video about them last week. Merrill just said it himself. Merrill's a um, you know, Merrill's a conservative guy. He doesn't just throw out uh, teams and like you know he doesn't put his name on a lot of stuff unless he's really into it. So he even said dangerous team. Thing with South Dakota State, it's amazing that they hit like sixty percent of their shots, but they also are the number one three point shooting team. So like they're they're good everywhere. Like they're not just a three point shooting team. They don't turn the ball over. They're very efficient, all right? Like the, the South Dakota State Jackrabbits, very dangerous team going into the tournament. And I'm not talking about them, I'm not talking about them, you know, going to the Final Four, but I'm talking about them covering a point spread <laughs> in the first game. They haven't lost, all right? They, they, they haven't lost um, since December the 15th. So they ran a table in their conference, and there's some decent teams in their conference. They ran a table in their conference. They haven't lost a basketball game uh, since December. Uh, they lost to Missouri State. They lost to Missouri State on December the 15th. All right, who did they play early in the year? How did they do um, early in the season? They played against Nevada. And they beat them 102 to 75. Like they smashed Nevada, which is uh, pretty impressive. They they got smashed by Bama 104 88. You notice the theme here that they can they can put points up on the board. They did lose to the Washington Huskies 87 76. And uh, and then like I said, they haven't lost uh, since December the 15th. There's been some close calls along the way. They found ways to to get it done. But no one's going to know South Dakota State, right? Like going into the tournament, people are like, oh, South Dakota State, you know, people are just going to think they suck. And it's just, it's, it's just mathematics. They hit, you know, they came into the tournament averaging 45.6%. So I guess they're dangling a little under 45 right now of, of, of hitting threes. That's a crazy percentage, man. Like, you know what I mean? Like nearly half of the three-point shots that they take go in. And as Merrill stated, as we talk about, it's not like a small sample size. Like, we're going into the tournament now. Like, these guys can shoot. So you get a team that is kind of cold offensively and the Jackrabbits are dropping and raining threes, it's going to be one of these deals where the Jackrabbits are getting 12.5 points and the other team's going to be in a desperate fight to win the game outright. So we'll put our name on the Jackrabbits. I agree as far as sleeper. I can't wait. Sunday. You know, that's the big thing with me is I just can't wait to see who these teams play. Right on. I want to see the bracket on, on Sunday night. I can't wait for Sunday night show. I'll be breaking it down. Uh, Bellarmine won tonight, but in an interesting scenario, they don't uh, get to go. Uh, they won the Atlantic Sunday title, but they don't get to go to the dance. Because uh, they're not eligible. 
NCAA rules require they have to wait four seasons until they're eligible for postseason play. Why? Why? If you're Division One now, like that's this is stu- that's just stupid, isn't it? Like honestly, it's just stupid. I want to, you know, I want to ask you guys a question. It'd be a good poll question, but it is like nearly three in the morning on the East Coast right now. <laughs> We're still rocking on the West Coast, baby. But like, well, that's just dumb. Why would you have to wait four years? I remember Grand Canyon went through the same crap. Like, why? What's the what's the what's the reasoning for this? What good does this do anybody? Be a great story. Oh my God, these guys are brand new, and look, they made the tournament. And in a span of two years, they've gone from Division Two status to, to the Atlantic Sun champions. They won 77-72 over Jacksonville. But due to the rules, the year, like why? Like the NCAA stupidity is forgotten about because there's so many other stupid people in the world. But God, the NCAA is just beyond like their... You know, like, why? I'd like to know the legitimate, like, reason as to, like, for what integrity you're holding up by doing this. Now, the other question is, all right, how, how, how should they have handled this? Because this doesn't happen often, right? So who should get in? And I see some people in the chat saying it was ridiculous that the team that lost in the title game tonight did not get in. And part of me thinks, all right, you know what? Yeah, you know, the other team did make it to the championship game. It's sort of like the Olympics. You know what I mean? You're the silver medalist. The gold medalist is ineligible. <laughs> You're the new gold medalist. You know what I mean? I can, I, I can sort of see that argument. But the fact of the matter is conference tournaments are just whatever, dude. They're just a couple of little games made for TV operations and made for, you know, the, the small conferences getting to the dance. So the regular season has to mean something. And the way that the, the Atlantic Sun rules go is it goes to the regular season champion. It goes to the regular season champion. So the league's automatic bid for the NCAA tournament goes to the regular season champion, Jacksonville State, who lost to Jacksonville. I know it's confusing. Lost to Jacksonville in the tournament semifinals. So is it, you know, so you can say, well, they lost in the tournament since. So do you put a team in that didn't win the regular season title and made it to the championship game and lost? Or do you put the team in that won the regular season title and lost in the semifinals to the team that lost in the championship game? I think they made the right decision. I think the regular season should matter. <laughs> Except this is where, this is where, and I understand you guys are excited. Uh, the Gamecocks tweeted, Matthias, ticket punched. <laughs> <laughs> and they have their players dunking. It's like March Madness. It's like ticket punch. It's like, yeah, you, yeah, listen, you, you're sliding in the back door here, guys. I don't know if you punch your ticket. <laughs> like, I would have tweeted, we're going to the dance, right? You know what I mean? Going dancing. Ticket punch. No, you guys lost in the semifinal. You, you won the regular season title, but I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be tweeting out ticket punched. I get it. You're excited, but you kind of backdoored this. Do you think they did the right thing? Like, you're, they won a regular season. They, they deserve to make it. But I don't know if I'd be doing ticket punch like you just got in because because the team that won is ineligible. <laughs> no, no, Gabe, yeah, they shouldn't have put that out there. You know, if I was them, I would have kind of put out the emoji with both hands. You know, yeah, 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 we're going to the dance. Yeah, 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 exactly. You don't, you don't be to, cocky. Thank you to the basketball guy. Ticket punch. Like, yeah, like we won. You know what I mean? Ticket punched. <laughs> No, that, that's a mistake. It's a nice-looking tweet, though. It's a nice, sharp-looking tweet. Hey, they made it. They won the regular season. You give them some cut here. And this is so... So the, the deal is the four-year rule is meant to ramp, sort of ramp up, period, for D1 programs. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> ramp up what? But it says so, like, it's to ramp them up and to, like, let them get accustomed to Division One. Yeah, but if they're not good, they're not going to be playing in anything anyway. So what do you mean? It doesn't make any sense. It seems like to me this is to protect the other teams in the conference. I think that's what it is. It's like the mob. 
It's like, yeah, you know what? These guys are coming in and cutting in our turf, but we're not going to let them t- cut in like just like this. They're going to have to wait four years. Yeah, it's just uh, just another one of many ridiculously stupid NCAA rules. Okay, to ramp. It's, it's, uh, the rules intended to help ramp uh, programs up. <laughs> to let them get their legs under them as a D1 program. Well, how does banning them if they're good? Can you imagine the Las Vegas Golden Knights like the NHL? Remember they were like an expansion team? They made it to the finals? No, nah, sorry. You guys are an expansion team. We took all your expansion money, and we're going to take money from you, but you're not eligible. Like only college comes up with this stupid stuff. Only the NCAA comes up with this stupid stuff. And the thing is, though, you know, we talk about it like, the NCAA doesn't control everything. Like, you know what I mean? They get blamed for everything in college athletics, and, like, football is a good example. They don't have as much power as people think in football, right? They don't have much. Like, they don't really have – they don't. You know what I mean? They don't control anything. The NCAA doesn't own the bowl games. The NCAA has nothing to do with the college football playoffs. They're, you know, like, the difference is, what's this tournament called? The NCAA tournament. Right, they call the shots with this stuff, right? Like you know what I mean. Like the college football playoffs aren't called the NCAA playoffs, are they? No, the NCAA playoffs are the NCAA playoffs with North Dakota State and and all that type stuff, right? Like, so like people sort of confuse the two. But when it comes to the NCAA tournament, that's what it's called. It's their tournament. You know what I mean? It's they own it. They they set the rules to it. You've got to abide by it. They'll pay you. They'll give you money to play in it, but. Um, but uh, you've got to abide by their rules. And their rules are stupid, outdated. So we got early basketball in the morning. And we haven't talked much NBA this week, but that's okay. We'll get back to it. It's college now. It's back to school, Rodney Dangerfield stuff. Early morning game. Set your alarm, uh, Matthias, right now. Don't want to miss this game. I'm going to quiz you on the game tomorrow. I'm going to find out if you set your alarm and woke up. Idaho Vandals. <laughs> Idaho Vandals. And, uh, and Sacramento. First game up, 8.30. The Vandals have been hot, ATS-wise, but spreads don't really matter here. You know, it's only a two-point spread. Can they win the game? That's what this question comes down to. And quite frankly, Sacramento State are a better basketball team. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Addiction plays hardball he would hit me with these verbal attacks. I just said to him, I love you so much. You're such an amazing person. I can't take this ride anymore. It was the fact that dad made that sentiment and broke down. And years later, he told me it had a huge impact on him. Sometimes doing what's right for your loved one is the hardest thing to do. Karen is that right thing. Visit caron.org slash lost. I'm dead, but I'm not. 
night. Three-minute warning. Quickest 180 minutes of sports talk radio. This is Sports Rage. Looking at the overnight uh, early games here, and wow, like you know, I mean, this is this is for the hardcores and the degenerates only. Uh, early morning here, Idaho versus Sacramento State. I mean, come on, let's be real. <laughs> this is, Idaho have been you know really good against the spread, but I'm gonna go. You know, we gotta we gotta pick a side here. Uh, we're, let's go with Sacktown, baby. Sacktown to beat the Vandals. Syracuse and Florida State. This game's at noon Eastern time at the Barclays in Brooklyn. Man, nothing's going Syracuse's way right now. They can't win. They either get blown out or they have bad luck. They can't close games. They've lost four games in a row. Bayheim's wife got robbed at like gunpoint the other day. I think this is one of these years where I think they just want to get it over with right now. I don't think they're going to have like, you know what I mean? It's not at the Garden. There's no like, oh, Syracuse magic in Brooklyn or something like that. And the thing with FSU is FSU, FSU had struggled. They're, they might be peaking at the right time right now and dialing things up. They're on a three-game win streak. They beat Virginia. They beat Notre Dame. They beat NC State. Uh, you know, a couple of close wins got them going. And Florida State have enough size for me. You know, we have people we, we can talk about, um, oh, you got to be able to shoot the three ball. Look, as I stated, the Seminoles have beaten the, the, the Orangemen four of the last five times they played. So FSU clearly are not put off by Bayheim's system and zone and all this. And another thing is, anybody that's following Syracuse basketball right now knows they can't deal with anybody on the glass and in the paint. And FSU, we know, they're aggressive kids, man. They're going to crash the glass on Syracuse. I like the Knowles here. Follow me on Twitter at SportsRage. I'll be posting more picks in the morning. I like the Sun Devils, ASU. Other than that, you're on your own. Later. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Addiction plays hardball. He would hit me with these verbal attacks. I just said to him, I love you so much. You're such an amazing person. I can't take this ride anymore. It was the fact that dad made that sentiment and broke down. And years later, he told me it had a huge impact on him. Sometimes doing what's right for your loved one is the hardest thing to do. Karen is that right thing. Visit caron.org slash lost.